This is Paul Nobles from Eat Reform, and we are doing our monthly members call where we are looking to get question and answer, kind of walk people through things. Now, one of the things that we do in that instance is we typically take a, a topic and we kind of expound on that topic. What we're going to do today is talk about one of the biggest changes within Eden Forum. Now, before I get into, whoa, like, was everything else we were doing before not right? Um, no, this has been sort of like the transition of Eden Forum as we've gone, where we've taken what were very good concepts and then just made them better as we go. And that's gonna be an example of what we're talking about right now. But before we get into that, I just wanted to introduce you to the two people that are on the call. First being Carolyn, um, I always joke that she's our token Canadian and uh, she will be the person that is going to uh, manage the, the Q&A part. And then we have Becky. Becky is the lead of coaching here at our director of coaching here at Eaton And so if there are questions that are kind of outside, they're more coaching questions, she will often um, address those outside of the specific podcast arena, right? But uh, the good majority of the time, that's not necessary, but we always like to have that option available. And so uh, I wanted to get into kind of the thought process of the change, who's going to see the change, why they're going to see the change, and, and things of that nature. So what we 100% know, right, that still eludes the rest of the diet industry is that the more you can push calories up higher and for longer, the better results you will get. Because in the time that you are not um, eating less, right, you will have the ability to add muscle, add work capacity, enhance your metabolism, all these things that are super favorable, right? And we've seen it over and over again. You know, there's so many people that will, will ask, well, yeah, but what if I'm like this one off? We have literally dealt with hundreds of thousands of people. And the amount of one offs that we've seen, I can literally count on a hand. And usually it's like, you know, a really strange situation. It's not, you know, the great majority of people can be fixed, right, by just normalizing calories, getting into these cycles, and then maybe changing their mindset about what optimal weight is, right? So the, the biggest thing that we see is that there's a lot of 155-pound women, as an example, that probably should lose the dream of being 120 pounds, right? And that one thing, you could be very, very lean at 140. But, but if your mindset is that you have to lose 35 pounds to be lean because you were lean at some past point, um, let me try and change the lighting here a little bit because we're, it's kind of like, now I look spooky, like, like it's Halloween or something, but. At least you can see more of my face. Um, but uh, that's what I think is happening in the good majority of people. They have these very rigid ideas of what optimal weight looks like. And the reality is, is that from a genetic standpoint, most people don't have those rigid rules. Like even as an example. So, you know, the one that I always like to use you know, is here in Minnesota, right? You have, you know, my wife, you have all these women that are descendants of like these Swedish farmers, German farmers, things of this nature, right? And many of those women were very muscular. They either worked, you know, on the farm or they worked within the farm. 
And so they were lifting things. They were usually very physical. So they were able to build muscle as they went. Many of the descendants of those people did not necessarily work towards muscle gain until relatively recently. So like when somebody comes to eagle form and they start to think about muscle building, it's a relatively new journey. Like one of the things that's interesting about Instagram as an example, right? Because it has such a huge influence on the way that we all view ourselves now because there's so many people with optimal physiques, even people that are, you know, like I'm 54, you know, there's certainly a lot of really jacked 54-year-old guys out there that are usually on, you know, some form of help, sometimes more than just a little bit of help. And they're highly incentivized to um, work out all the time, right? They own gyms, they own supplement companies. Um, and I guess I guess you could argue that, you know, well, well, you know, why don't you feel that pressure? I, personally, I never really felt like that was my role in the industry, right? I felt like my role in the industry was more reasonable information. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, um, I believe myself to be very fit. I, I go to the doctor way more than, you know, I ever used to. Um, and you know, in full disclosure, you know, I think most people know that I do use, I, um, I do get testosterone treatment, but just because I get testosterone, this is the funny part, right? People, people talk about people that are jacked all the time and, you know, no one goes, Hey, that Paul Nobles guy for me to perform, he's on testosterone. Why is he not just totally yoked? The simple fact is, is that testosterone replacement it's not like this huge unlock, right? It's it all it really does is kind of moves things into a little better direction that was kind of off kilter for a while, right? Like you can't do what I did, extreme dieting for 10 to 15 years without some consequence. The way that I was trying to address that issue was with the testosterone replacement. And it took me like 10 years before I went ahead and made the jump. Right. And so I think when we all start to get real about what we really want out of life, then we can start to really have these discussions about what's optimal. Right. And so um, Rather than some of the limiting beliefs of, you know, if I can get to 120 or maybe even if you do get to 120, how rigid did you need to be to be that, right? Things of that nature. Um, and I use women because the majority of our clients are women, but certainly men fall prey to these also. So I want to walk through kind of the, the, the progression of how your coach is going to be looking to see if you're eligible for these extended fat loss cycles, why you would be eligible for these extended fat loss cycles, why we're going to set people up for better extended fat loss cycles, and then the times where you wouldn't be, right? So let's walk through the wouldn't be part. It's very common, as an example, hold on one second, um, for someone to come to a program like ours, because they've literally tried everything out there, they have some level of metabolic damage because they've been dieting since they were 15 years old, and they need to fix that, right? So they, they read all of our articles, they watch all of our videos, and then eventually they go, I've got to become a member of this place. Well, in that instance, even if somebody was intuitively eating, just because you have excess fat does not mean that you have the mechanisms to fix excess fat, right? And some of that is, you know, the responsibility of the user, right? Like you can't take all these shortcuts for years and years and years 
And and there's a lot of people that go, well, I didn't take shortcuts, Paul. You know, I just started to eat clean, right? Or I ate paleo or I went low carb. The problem with the diet industry as it exists right now is it doesn't teach people the best way to diet. And the best way to diet is to not be dieting all the time, right? And so when your coach has you come in and we see how you're responding to the deficit, that's how we're really going to determine whether you came to us as an undereater or an overeater, right? So in that instance, there will be no change to the fat loss cycle, right? Because six weeks is probably more than you would need. Now, we are getting to that period. Becky and I were just having this discussion today. You know, we're getting to that period of time where everybody comes to us overeating, right? During the holidays, you know, the, the great things about, the great thing about being a human being is that we often default to joy, right? And it gets around, you know, Thanksgiving here in the US, Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, whatever holiday you celebrate. And now we default to joy, which I think is is a good default, right? I, I would actually encourage people to do that more. One fundamental change that has happened within eat to perform, is, and I've, I've talked about this many times, so this is not new, but people used to ask me, you know, can you do eat to perform and never go into fat loss? And I used to say yes, and I don't believe that anymore. I believe that you always need some strategic cleanups, right? Now, what are we talking about? Well, you know, for some people, they like to use a year. I recently used seven years, right? That might have been a little too long. But as the person that's leading this movement, I like to practice what I preach. And so to me, it feels like when I'm doing something, I should do the, the most extreme version of that, right? So that, that's what that seven-year period looked like. Same thing with my AP cycle, where I'll, you know, I push that all the way up to 4,000 calories, even though as a 54-year-old man, you know, you know, there's always going to be limits to what your activity can do so that that, you know, there won't be much weight gain when you have that many calories. I don't work out like an extreme person, right? And um I, I feel like I have a good plan for what I enjoy and also what keeps me healthy. And so that's my my sole focus. You know, I think a lot of people look at me and they see all the people that have had such amazing results and um, they sort of forget that I was 260 pounds at one point, right? And that now... You know, 260 pounds, and you know, by the time I was willing to check my body fat, you know, um, I'd only had like I think it was 128 pounds of lean mass, right? I have 170 pounds of lean mass right now, right? So, so talk about a fundamental change in the way that your life works. That was a fundamental change. Now, for women, I don't know that many women. And and just so we're clear, a hundred, you know, from one twenty eight to one sixty five had nothing to do with testosterone. Um, that's only been a relatively recent thing. So you know, I've maybe put on five pounds of lean mass in that time. Um, so you know, it wasn't solely just um, testosterone related. But. Um, your coaches are going to be acutely aware of whether or not you are overeating. So let or uh, overeating or undereating. So let's look at at you know the holiday season. 
So you come to us and your coach is going to evaluate. We're probably going to default to the fact that you were over-consuming during that time. But the reality is that's not what most people do, right? Or that's not what a lot of people do. What they do is they have a weekend where, you know, they um, kind of eat more freely or maybe one or two days or maybe even one or two nights. And then they salad it up for the next five days. So in that scenario, that person will not see an eight-week cycle. And just so we're clear, we have done this for a very long time, right? Um, that's not the unique part. If you've been losing weight and and you're doing really well in a deficit, I would argue that we're, you know, probably the best at assessing that and helping you continue losing. Um, some of it comes to will, and some of it comes to um, really having, if, as an example, you're a female and you work your calories up to 3,000, you know, a lot of times once your calories get to be that high, you got them that high knowing that you were setting up a fat loss cycle. And so once you are ready, you're kind of ready, right? And I know speaking to my last cycle, which had like a definite date, I stuck with the six weeks because I had an event that I had to go to and I wanted to set things up for that event. But after the six weeks, I definitely was ready for more. And I was definitely seeing success at that time. I could have pushed it a little bit more. If you recall, I won't get into it, but if you recall, I was doing this in solidarity with a friend, right? The friend had gotten the result that she had wanted. So there was really no reason for me to push it other than the fact that I could have. But both of us had pushed calories up high enough to where we both thought we could have gone a little farther, right? And what I think we need to be realistic about from the client standpoint, so obviously there needs to be a high level of communication, coach the client, right? But if you're sitting there and you're down eight pounds after six weeks, and you've really struggled to get that eight pounds, we'd rather put you through an extended AP cycle to have a better fat loss too, than to try and eke out one or two pounds. Because that one or two pounds isn't really the end goal, right? Like most people aren't coming to us trying to lose, you know, eight pounds. They're trying to lose 20 pounds, right? So if you're trying to lose 20 pounds, and you know get to a, a pretty lean place the best way to do that is not with the small edges here and there right it's really to kind of build kind of this bigger capacity that will allow for um just bigger progress as you go right and so that's kind of the idea behind potentially having the cycles longer. Once again, you know, the cycles going longer, that was always in place. And so um, the two people that that we'll be looking out for the most are people that are coming into us under eating or people that thought they were under eating. But honestly, you know, when they were at parties, they would kind of do it pretty casually, things of that nature. Um, I do see questions coming in. Happy to answer the questions. This is going to be a big topic, right? And so I want to thoroughly cover it. So everyone going into fat loss from here on out goes, I listened to that podcast about the fat loss and Paul went through every single detail, right? So fat loss one, it's going to be optional for it to be up to say eight weeks. At eight weeks, I think you get to a point where you get to diminishing returns, 
right? You start to get to a point where we're really talking about muscle at that point. Um, and, you know, it, it mentally does take a toll on you to be in a deficit. This is not just, you know, Paul's speculation. I'm not talking about being hangry. I'm talking about literally being depressed, right? And so being in these deficits long-term, for many of you, you know, you probably did not realize that there was a clinical depression issue that you could potentially be dealing with, right? So what we don't want to do is put you at risk for that kind of thing. And you go, well, you know, wow, that is something I was not aware of. You know, is there, you know, a concern at that point? Well, not from our standpoint, right? Because the way that most diets do it, like if you go to Weight Watchers or Noom or something of this nature, they're never reversing you. They're never moving your calories back to normal, right? So we at least have some protection in place to where we're already kind of doing that, right? And it's interesting because, you know, I've seen other places, I've been very critical of other places that also do reverse dieting. I've said for years that, the people that keep talking about maintenance, right? They're allowing their clients to bump their calories 150 to 200 calories. And now all of a sudden, I'm starting to see the memes. You have to bump your calories more than 150 to 200 calories. Welcome to the party. We've been saying that for 10 years, right? What's happened is, is you have all of these automated apps where clients are in control of their journey and they're not having the kind of success that they want because they're constantly in diet cycles, right? And then the people that have these automated systems, they just go, whoa, not our fault. It is your fault, right? You built a solution for a massive amount of people, but you did not bring in the mechanism that would allow them to do the most correct thing, right? And frankly, you need coaching for that. You need someone in that moment to say to that person, right, you are doing the right thing. Now, if we need to put a fat loss cycle on the calendar, let's go ahead and do that, right? So that you feel like there's an end point to this, but we have to focus on the right thing rather than the thing that would make you comfortable today, right? And so, that's the discussion we're having is what is the right thing. So from the first fat loss cycle, I see probably a 50-50 split. I would say almost like a 75-25 split. I don't know what your thoughts on that, Becky. But I think even a lot of people who think they came to us under uh, uh, over-consuming actually do find that they hit a wall in six weeks um, and probably would find that their thoughts of over-consuming, they were eating 2,000 calories, not, let's say, 3,000 calories. And I'm only using 3,000 calories to say that that's like pushing a real top end for a woman, right, that's 52 years old or something, um, to give some perspective on what the best results will get you. Because you know, the difference between 2,000 and 3,000, 2,000 is probably still a little bit of a deficit. 3,000 is a little bit of a surplus so that you can build lean mass in your performance or recomp cycle. That would be the definition of what a recomp cycle is, where you're replacing um, fat mass with lean mass, right? So here's the big change. I've been talking about it because I did it. But we've seen this for years. People have done this for years. Well, they'll do fat loss one in October, and then they'll use, you know, November and December as like an extended AP cycle, sometimes even extending out to February, and then maybe doing a fat loss two on um, February 1st. We are going to be actively encouraging everyone to do that and to really push things. Okay, so what's the consequences of pushing to say 
3,000 calories. So once again, I'm using 3,000 calories as an extreme number. This doesn't mean, like if you signed up to eat reform last week, Paul's not saying he's going to push your calories to 300 or 3,000. Um, what I am saying, though, is that if you want to see the best result where we start to fix some of that metabolic damage that has sort of happened over the years, we have to do that with food. We have to do that with work capacity and things of this nature. So will you gain weight? That's the question that a lot of people are going to be asking. And that answer is always, it depends. Because one, there's a lot of people that have been under eating for years and years and years that body responds to it really well. The body wakes up and goes, yes, finally, I've been wanting this forever. And so those people will sometimes lose weight. Um, not every single person. Um, sometimes people get freaked out about weight fluctuation. Um, what I can tell you is that in the beginning, um, if your food choices lean more towards cheesecake and beer, you're going to see more fluctuation and it might freak you out. If you come out of a fat loss cycle, move in AP, still eat mostly whole foods, um, but uh, mostly whole foods um, with more calories, you won't see that similar fluctuation, right? Because it looks like the food that you've been eating and now your body's like, okay, so we were operating at a deficit, things were net negative, now we're moving to more of a surplus where we can start to build muscle and things of this nature. It's also hard to mention this without mentioning effort. Now, what does effort mean? Does effort mean when you eat more, you need to earn your food? The answer to that is, once again, it depends, but the real answer is no, right? Your body actually does wanna be at a higher number. We know this from most of the numbers related to total daily energy expenditure. One of the things that's most interesting about total daily energy expenditure, and you know, I will say I did not coin this term, but we were first in line. We were the first people to ever do this. The idea with Eat to Perform, we did not call it this, but this is what it ended up being, was that it was better to have a predictive total daily energy expenditure than it was to have a fixed daily energy expenditure. Much of the equations related to total daily energy expenditure, fat loss calculators, things of that nature, it's all sort of made up, right? It's based on thousands of people um, under various conditions and is not specific to you. From day one, from everything we wrote, from the very beginning, we were like, that model is nonsensical. Um, one, we know that it's possible to be that high. Um, but two, we also know that there's no reason that you can't push it even further. Like for instance, you could go to a fat loss calculator, say that you wanna be at maintenance and it puts you at 2,200. I can't tell you how many people that, you know, thought their maintenance was at 1700, something told them it was 2200. And then eventually through you to perform, we got them to 2800, right? Weight stable. So effort always matters, right? But don't think of effort from the standpoint of earning food. So am I saying you should expect some weight gain? I think you should mentally, right? Because if we think about fat loss one, right? And let's say that you were under eating. So, so I'm, I'm just gonna dismiss this out of hand. If as an example, you lose five to six pounds, one, 
I can tell you a lot of people say, I only lost five to six pounds in fat loss one. And then Becky and I go into their file. And then the first day they were here, they were 181 pounds, right? And then they end at 167 pounds. So they lose 14 pounds, right? But mentally, they were like, well, my real weight was like 175, right? It's like, well, you know, did you step on the scale and it said 181 on the day that you, these are the kinds of games people play with themselves that frankly, I just don't get. I don't get why there's value in having this imaginary lower number other than the fact that maybe you're a little ashamed. You certainly don't need to be ashamed with us, right? We're we're a weight loss company, you know? So we we would like to see you see and feel best about the results that you're getting with the real numbers. So there is that. So sometimes people who've actually lost 10 to 12 pounds think that they lost five to six pounds because their weight fluctuated on one day after a super day or something of this nature. And now they're frustrated. I've said this before. I don't think it changes much. I don't think anybody's going to ever do it. But I can tell you what I do. I go low to low. And coaches try and coach you low to low. And what that means is, is they're focused on your lowest weight compared to your highest weight, right? And that is what you should be focused on because that is the best sign of whatever success that you've had. So I'm going to pause for just a second here, and then we'll come right back. Okay, so now we're back. Now, there are instances where people only lose five to six pounds. I think most people know what happens in that scenario. At that point, we will typically halt your fat loss cycle and then we'll move you to performance because we know that you came to us under eating. Look, the, the, the lowest bar we're at is gonna be around 10 pounds, right? If you can't lose 10 pounds, you probably came to us under eating. And so I don't think anybody comes to a program like Eat to Perform to lose six pounds, right? Because six pounds is actually part of the problem. It's the reason why people are rinsing and repeating all the time. So we have to say all that to go, okay, now we lost anywhere from eight to 12 pounds in the first round, right? How much of that should you be willing to give up in AP to have the best AP cycle, right? So. What I think happens, this is what happens in Fat Loss One, is you're all auditioning us, right? You've tried a million things, and you want to know if this is the thing. Well, the simple fact of the matter is you're not really trying to eat to perform until you eat and perform, right? And that only happens in the AP cycle. So if we've lost eight to 12 pounds, what I think happens is, is people want to mentally hold on to that eight to 12 pounds and not give up any ground. But what if I could set up a scenario, like for instance, if you lost eight to 12 pounds and we had no information on you, right? Unless you came to us just grossly over-consuming, one, that's probably not a great result if you were grossly over-consuming. And then two, um, you're probably looking for the best result over time. So let's use 10 pounds as an example. And let's say that within AP, once again, they're high to low, we can keep you somewhere within five pounds. So what am I saying? I'm saying that, yes, you can spend a lot of effort. Yes, metabolically, you're metabolism might kick in. But if we don't, let's build in a framework of about five pounds, right? So that we can take these longer AP cycles, right? And 
the challenge to you in this instance is to not go, these numbers aren't working or that program's not working, right? You're the one in control here. You're the one that if this is important to you, we can show you the best path to get the best result you want. But if you are prone to panicking with any weight gain at all, then, you know, you're not going to see the absolute best result. You're always going to be imprisoned by this thought process, right? That's what we're trying to fix with this change. And so as an example, let's say that you come to us in January 1st. I still think the good majority of people, you know, like I said, about 75% are probably only going to do six weeks because frankly, it starts to hurt after six weeks because most of you are not pushing it. I can tell you that because I was not pushing it. When, when I started my fat loss one, you know, I certainly, you know, after eating 4,000 calories for, for three and a half months, I knew I was not eating 4,000 calories. That's for sure. So I was really not pushing it you know, to whatever the top end would look like. So I think mentally, if we know we've got effort in place, if we know that, you know, metabolism is going to be a little bit better, we can have, build in a five pound, you know, kind of buffer. Is there a case for an eight to 10 pound buffer? Yes. And here it is. You've been dieting since you were 15. That's it. That's the case, right? Like there is a price to pay for all the bad choices that you've made up to this point, right? And that that is not a negative. I'm not saying that as a judgment. I'm the guy here trying to convince you to do the right thing, right? That we now focus on longevity of life and all these different types of things. But I think we have to be realistic that maybe now don't get me wrong i'm not saying to you you should leave fat loss one go find the nearest taco stand and just pound margaritas for three and a half months right that is not what i'm saying that is counterintuitive it might actually be somewhat favorable for metabolism but i guarantee you it will not be what you know, mentally will make you feel good about yourself. So there has to be limits, right? When we talk about rigidity, you know, there are moments where some manner of rigidity is helpful. Coming out of fat loss, that is one of them for sure, right? Can you mix in tacos and margaritas on your super day as calories get higher? Absolutely. That's what I want this program to be. I want people to have a flexible life where joy is mixed in. But I think that there's a lot of people that are pointing the finger in the wrong direction, right? And I'm just going to tell you that you absolutely have every right to point the finger in the direction of all the bad information that you've gotten from the people that sold you a $29.95 meal plan or the good guru that sold you on low carbing with intermittent fasting, you know, and, and, you know, don't drink water on Tuesdays, right? Like all of these things have collectively added up to a combined total of yuck, right? There sometimes a price to pay for that. And I think it's okay to point the, 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 the finger at those bad protocols. But at the same time, you have to point your finger in the mirror also. There was something that you got out of that bad relationship that at that time filled the hole that you needed to fill, right? And so if you get to a point and, and let's be real here, We're there's a lot of times where we see somebody who 
comes out of fat loss one or or maybe they lost five to six pounds and by by week three we realized they were under eating and they come back to the weight that they started with maybe even add two to three pounds and then they post a picture talking about i've never looked this lean right because now instead of having these dehydrated muscles their muscles are, are, are filled with carbohydrates they're eating enough fats to where metabolically things are favorable in the gym instead of working out at 60 percent, they're working out at 80 to 100 percent. all of these small changes sometimes add up to be this really good thing but i think that there are a lot of people that if they look in the mirror and and i love this when you do this i love it becky loves it carolyn loves it it's okay to say I really wasn't 100%, <laughs> right? I really wasn't, you know, you have the rest of the, your life to figure this out, right? Unless you are a CrossFit Games athlete making $400,000 off of your likeness within Instagram, let's be real here. The margaritas are more appealing than the apps, you know, and they, they might be for the rest of your life. And maybe that's okay. Maybe what, what you've been chasing is optimal physique when you should have been chasing optimal life. But what we are talking about right now is the best approach for the most optimal result for you long-term, right? So when we can push this AP cycle and you go, well, are you saying that if I can push a little bit of weight gain, like if I can mentally, instead of five, I go seven, and then now I actually build some lean mass in that three to four um, month period of time, but also I'm gonna lose more in the second round um, so that I don't then have to diet every three months or every six months. That's what we're trying to fix. What we're trying to fix, <laughs> Becky. <laughs> Becky, I'm I'm trying to hold Becky's attention. I think here, but um, what we're trying to get you to the point is where you can live a good, comfortable life where you're not dieting all the time, right? Even in this instance, we're really talking about the majority of your AP is actually going to be longer than your fat loss cycle, right? Because that's the best way to do it. And so, you know, the alternative, this is what a lot of programs do, is they'll do, so let's say, let's say that, let's say, that, let's just go ahead and say eight and eight, right? So, so you were over-consuming coming in and you got eight and you ended up losing, let's go ahead and say 15 pounds. Then um, you... Uh, lose 12 pounds in fat loss too, maybe up to 15 pounds, but some of it had, you know, five pounds of weight gain. So you lost 25 pounds overall. When you lose 25 pounds overall, you can mentally build in some weight gain so that you can extend longer in your performance and recomp cycles the goal of all of this is to be mostly building and holding on to muscle for the rest of your life and only doing strategic cleanups as we go. Sometimes we do have to do some of those strategic cleanups for a mental reason, right? Um, you just, you're just struggling mentally, right? You knew you let things go. You're a little disappointed in yourself, things of this nature we can walk you through that that is you know that is a it's not insignificant but it's something that can be worked out i i what i want people to walk away from this podcast is to have a framework of what actually works and what you can use to reach really any goal that you want but mostly what I want you to do is to go, do I really want that? 
do I really want, like, for instance, if we're talking about losing 20 to 25 pounds over two cycles, that should get you in the range of being relatively lean, unless you have a lot of weight to lose. And, and if you have a lot of weight to lose, trust me, you're responding to all these cycles very, very different, right? What I just described to a lean person, if a person was 300 pounds, they might've lost 65 pounds in that scenario, right? So there's a very different, I mean, one of the things that, that people with a lot of weight to lose often find is that they can lose weight in both cycles, right? In a good amount, right? So they lose 15 to 20 pounds in the first cycle. Maybe they lose 15 to 20 in a long AP and then another 15 to 20 for a collective 60 pounds or right around 50 if we add in some fluctuation. So people coming to us grossly over consuming, they'll see a very different result than someone trying to get optimal physique. But the, but the difference between the two is just order of magnitude, right? It's really not, it's really, the approach is not different. You know, the approach is very simple. The more we can get you not dieting, the more success you will have. And the more you are not dieting, the more your body is operating the way it wanted to work the whole time, right? So while yes, you know, we would have always pushed you a little bit longer, a little bit harder if you wanted to. Now we'll tell you this, we will not just have you in 10 to 12 week cycles. At, there's a point, actually the point is roughly around three to four weeks where your body starts to become resistant to any deficit kind of you know it's it's person dependent but it's not that person dependent i mean your body reacts very quickly to under eating which is why we do it gradually and not all at once all at once i still can't believe that there's people that do that um when there's just a dearth of information that that's not the better way to do it right um, but we're trying to get as much as we can, but don't walk into this, you know, where you've lost eight pounds and you're trying to extend or talk your coach into like a 10 week cycle. Your coach isn't going to go for it. And you go, well, aren't I the customer? Or, you know, isn't the customer always right? No, the customer's not always right in this instance. Actually, you're paying us for our expertise, Right. And you know we're right. I mean, at the end of the day, you wouldn't be here if you didn't already know that the approach you had been taking was the wrong approach. So what we're doing is essentially doubling down and trying to get you to a place mentally where you can be a little bit more comfortable so you can get the best result and then not have to diet for even longer. Because no matter who you are, that is the goal, right? That is the goal. The goal is to be able to go to family functions, go to social functions, go to holiday parties and live a normal life where you're not constantly counting calories. I've talked about this. It's not, you know, I'm not going to go into this in depth, but I intuitively eat after a certain point, right? This is something that will allow people to do that more effectively. And that is the goal for us. The goal for us isn't to have it to where you need us for the rest of your life. We want to show you a template that is going to allow you to better understand how you work. And I still think even in that influence, most people still need us because there just is a point where it is helpful to have a second set of eyes, right? So I think I've went through that in, um, you know, in depth. And you can, if you've done fat loss too, and it was not successful, or you had to stop it or something in this nature, we are basically putting an end to that with this idea right here.
right? So if you get to a point and you really start to pressure your coach, because frankly, this is the point where we are going to listen to clients' feedback and you try to go to fat loss too after six weeks or maybe maybe eight weeks, you might have influence on your coach in that regard. But if your fat loss too fails, you'll know why. Because you are going to be more successful going a little bit longer. Last thing I'm going to say in that regard, three months of pushing it. So, so let's just do some basic math. Three months of pushing it. I'll use the standard number of 3,000 calories, right? So we get you 3,000 calories. You push that for 3,000 calories. Is that better than two years at 2,500 calories? Well, you do the math because the 2,500 calories is way better, right? So what we ultimately want, and, and that is probably something I will say this, you know, we don't need to go in depth with it. But we are going to push those AP cycles to where you're going to see the best result coming out of fat loss too. But as we come out of fat loss too and move you into PR, we're not going to really push it to those higher numbers. There's just it's 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 not necessary, right? Like I said, we're trying to kind of kickstart that metabolism in that AP cycle, but we can actually keep that metabolism going in a great direction at 2,500 for 24 months, the math is just better, right? And it's just easier to work, especially if somebody came to us mostly eating 14 to 1,500, right? You can sort of see how that math kind of makes, makes a difference. And then it allows you to build, you know, even in three months, you're not gonna build a significant amount of mass you can much better build a good amount of mass at 2,500 over the course of two years. So that's really the end of that um, soliloquy. So hopefully that was helpful. Looks like we only have one question. Um, I don't have much time. My wife is actually having a party here in seven minutes. So I kind of have a, a hard stop, but we can try and get two more questions if people have them, but currently we only have one. So Stacy's asking, um, what do you recommend if you are just trying to lose eight to nine pounds? Well, eight to nine pounds, like I said, is kind of that that range um, where that's like the minimum. What do I recommend? I would recommend, you know, one good fat loss, one cycle. But what I'm hearing from you is if you only have eight to nine pounds to lose, I doubt you've really pushed the higher end of calories, right? So if eight to nine pounds, as an example, seems like a difficult task for you, that tells me that you've not pushed calories into that anabolic stage to where you were building muscle. Now, there's a lot of assumptions that go into that. Well, guess what? After 10 years, hundreds of thousands of people, we kind of know the basic plan, right? There's a lot of people that come to us and they only want to lose eight to nine pounds, right? And what they're really saying is, I came to you eating 1,400 calories and I want to lose eight to nine pounds. There is no magic math to what we do, right? Um, now, here's the good news. If you did come to us under eating, right, you are probably more insulin sensitive. And so you can actually build more muscle in that state than you would have if you were just over consuming all the time, right? So what I think the answer is for you is to finally get to that place because you don't just want to lose eight to nine pounds. You want to lose eight to nine pounds forever, right? And so what I think the answer to your question is, is you take the holidays, you push your calories, right? Um, I would even argue that February or March 
might be better if you can be patient with that because at February, March, once again, you know, the way that you have to think of this is what's better, three months at 3,000 calories or two years at 2,500 calories, right? What we want to do is get you to this place where you're better off. And I understand, like, if you're new, it's probably scary to hear 2,500 calories, especially if you, you know, coming from restricted macro programs and things of this nature. Um, these aren't necessarily your numbers, but they are in general numbers that we do see with the great majority of clients. I mean, we did a post, you know, it's probably six months ago at this time where we talked about, you know, people's macros. And I mean, it kind of blew the internet away. It was like 500 people deep. And it was just a bunch of women talking about how they eat 2,700 calories and they're weight stable, you know? And now once again, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that hear that. And then there's one or two people that that is not their scenario. You know, everybody's a little bit different. Right. But what we know is if you've been, if dieting's been your North Star for a long time, shouldn't you expect to gain a little bit of weight? Right. In that scenario. So let me give you like a real world example of how it might work best for you. So right now you want to lose eight to nine pounds. But what you probably hear that I'm saying is you need to build calories. And if the effort side is good for you, so the effort side, so here's the interesting thing about the effort side. So the effort side can be helpful, but it also can cause a problem, right? Because essentially the effort side is another way to build another deficit, right? That's not necessarily going to be super helpful for your metabolism, right? So if you're trying to burn 2000 calories, just so that you can eat 2,000 calories, right? Um, that's not going to be favorable. Should you expect some weight gain? I would say if you can mentally wrap your head around three to five pounds and come into fat loss one with that mindset where maybe we got you to 2,200, maybe we were able to push to 2,500, maybe 2,700, without extreme exercise, then we can run a fat loss one cycle. We can lose, you know, 10 to 12 pounds and now you've hit your goal, right? But not only will you have hit your goal, you will have hit your goal and you will understand something that you've not understood the great majority of your life, right? Because if, if we all look back, we can all go, well, you know, when I was 25, I managed my weight pretty well. Yeah, we all did, right? We all did virtually nothing. You know, we all ate Taco Bell, you know, or maybe you didn't, but, but you, you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, like everything was favorable at that time. It's not like it all ends just because you're 42 or 54 in my example. All you're really doing is taking the information you're getting as you go and adjusting with that information, right? So there is no magic math that's going to take you from the 1,400 calories you were eating and then lose nine pounds, right? Unless, you know, we go to 700, 800 calories, which is something we just don't do. You know, that's just not the business because we're not here to try and break you so that you can lose eight pounds, right? We're here trying to fix you so that you never have to lose eight pounds again, right? So um, I know she had a, a few um, comments back. Yeah, she was just saying um, that's correct. She came to eat to perform in May under eating, and we are working on upping it now. And she says, thanks so much. This helps me feel excited. I've dieted since I was 16, and she's now 51. Yeah, I'm 54. You know, I, I didn't I didn't start when I was 15, but I had a good 10, 15 year run where it just really messed me up and took me from 185 to 260. And so, you know, um, it, it's 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 very enlightening to have the power, you know, 
And, um, but with that power, you know, like the saying comes great responsibility. And part of that responsibility is to be realistic, right? That um, sometimes we go to our favorite restaurant, you know, and we overdo it and that's okay, right? Um, it doesn't mean that because the scale fluctuated two to three pounds that, you know, it's the end of the world. We, we, we just patiently wait for that to get right. And then if it doesn't get right, we at least look at it and go, well, let's, let's try and push that into kind of holding on to more lean mass, building lean mass as we go. I think there was another question. So I no, saw- No, that was it. Okay, so um, okay, so James was basically just throwing out that. Uh, okay, so I got a direct message. Um, just James, just so you know, like when you direct message me, I will not see it. Um, and so uh, I'll try and take a look at that maybe afterwards. But I think he's just saying that you know, coach has done a great job. So appreciate everybody being here. Hopefully, this is helpful. I definitely wanted this to be one of these podcasts that people can draw on and then go back and listen to. So I know we covered a lot in detail and I appreciate everybody being here. It's just such a special thing to be a part of all of your lives and to help you through this really difficult stuff. And that's something that none of us take for granted. I guarantee you that. So have a great weekend and have a great holiday if you're in the U.S. Talk to you later. Bye now.